Hi everyone, today is January 11th, 2024, and today we are going to read Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 80. What's the name of this podcast again? Oh, this. sorry, this is <laughs> Read Through the New Testament. Yep. Okay, um, so we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 80. We're going to finish it up. And then we're going to read Galatians chapter 3. Yep. So John the Baptist is going to be born, and then the response of Zechariah. Okay. This great prophecy of Zechariah talking about Jesus and John. Okay. All right. Luke 1, 57. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea, and all who heard them laid up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. He's talking about Jesus, and now he talks about John. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of their tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Okay. John the Baptist, uh, a great man. Yep. So now it's time to summarize chapter one. Yeah, it's not you summarize chapter one. We've got the birth of John the Baptist and Jesus foretold, and then Mary's praise, John the Baptist is born, and Zechariah's praise. Yeah, right real small, or just (laughs) just John John and Jesus predicted John born or something like that. That would work. That would totally work, something really short like that. Okay, and now we're in Galatians 3. Galatians mm-hmm. is cut up into thirds. The first two chapters speak about Paul's testimony regarding the gospel. You remember that last time he talked about it wasn't received um, by man. It was received by God when he came into his life on Acts chapter 9. And his gospel was verified by the apostles. And he explained what it was at the end of chapter 2. Now he's going to go more into depth about what the gospel is in Galatians chapter 3. Okay. But first talks about just their situation. These Galatians were like bewitched. They're under a spell. Like they had uh, received the gospel from Paul, and then someone else came along, and then they followed this someone else. And he's like, what? Hmm. No, you need to follow what I, what I preach. Okay, and it's really a question of are they going to be saved by faith or by the works of the law? Yep, Right. yep. 
Okay. This is the key right here. Chapter 3, the key to understanding Galatians comes right here in the first five verses. Okay. Chapter 3, verse 1. O oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supply the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Right there is the the key. That's the Old Testament. Um, Genesis 15, verse 5. Abraham believed it was counted to him as righteousness. That's the gospel, right? We believe in God and our faith goes up and his righteousness comes down to us. Hmm. Verse 7. Know then that it is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying... In you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. Hmm. Okay, verse 10. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For... The righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. There it is, right? It's a great pact dense we could talk about each of these verses for a long time well i just think it's interesting that zechariah talked about the promise to abraham yeah and now paul's talking about the <laughs> they coordinate to abraham that's a great coordination same yep same day okay so that little section is faith not works and now it's promise not law hmm. so he's going to focus it was it was a good promise and the promise was first long before the law so the promise takes priority that's his argument here verse 15 and following so by the way summary if you want to, I'm just kind of giving you a little alert here. It's just questions about things. And then verses 10 through 15, it's 14, 10 through 14, it's faith, not works. And now 15 and following, it's promise, not law. To give you a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant that is a promise, no one annuls it or add to it once it's been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterwards, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. There it is, promise, not law. Verse 19, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. 
For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the faith would be reve- the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. Now that guardian is really interesting. It's like a tutor. It's like a teacher. Hmm. It's kind of like uh, your schoolmaster, your teachers. Like once you graduate, though, you, the, the law is kind of teaching us in school. And then we graduate to faith. That's like the school was the Old Testament, the law, what it taught us. And we graduate, we come to faith. That's, free. that's a picture. Free. We're, we're free. No more books to read. We're good. Verse 25, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. There it is. The promise promise not the law right yep. so so the the questions about galatia is coming up and then it's faith not works and promise not law it's a really easy summary you you can steal that from me by the way <laughs> it'd be totally fine if uh, we come to church come to uh, class and you say faith not works promise not law that's galatians 3 so i'm trying to help you guys <laughs> advantages of listening to the podcast mr and mrs brandon reading through the new testament and with that we're out. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.